Welcome to another episode of She's Got Notions. I'm your host, Samantha Tobaldo, and this week it's all about the law of attraction and manifesting. Many people will be like, what is manifesting? And why? Why would you talk about it? Manifesting has become a trending topic all over social media lately, but it's been around for years and not like 50 years. I mean, it's an ancient practice. Everyone's been doing it. Jesus has been doing it. And this week, my guest is the fabulous Shannon Tarouk, who is from California. She's from San Diego, and she is a spiritual coach. She talks about how to manifest, about the law of attraction, the difference between religion and spirituality, and also how you can achieve your dream life through manifesting. She is so great and she goes into detail about it, so I hope you like it. What is one luxury that you think is totally worth the price? My hair and my nails. Yeah. I think as like a Leo, so I'm a Leo son and I just like just got my nails done the other day. It was like the first time in three months yeah. of COVID. And I'm like waiting to get my hair done. Uh, my birthday is like in three weeks. So I'm going to treat myself. But those are the things that I absolutely like don't mind spending money mm-hmm. on because I think like when you look good, you feel good. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And especially like with the whole COVID thing where you like lost without getting your hair and nails done. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like my boyfriend, his hair is like growing out. Like for me, I'm so used to like getting it done. And it's just like my way to kind of relax. Yeah. Dampered. Um, so those are things that uh, I don't think I'll ever be able to give up. You are a spiritual coach. There is no like college course or college thing that you can go to become a spiritual coach. Was that something that you've always wanted to do or how did you get onto that path? It's always so funny because growing up, I never thought I would be a spiritual coach. Growing up, I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be a dancer. And then I started thinking about I wanted to become, I wanted to do business, like become a chief marketing officer. Um, But what's really funny is my dad, he would always tell me like, grow up and be a nun. And I'm like, I'm not going to be a nun. Like, I like boys nuns aren't allowed to talk to boys now that I think back at it I'm like oh my gosh he kind of got what he wanted like I'm not a nun but I'm teaching about spirituality and how that ended up happening is while I was going through like thinking about what I wanted to do and as I started to reach the end of my college career all these internships in marketing and in business they weren't really fulfilling me as much And I felt like I was going through a little depression as well of just always overachieving and already experienced burnout. I was only like 21 and I was like, what's going on? And it was when I started finding like spiritual healing that it really started to speak to me. So when I started going through my own spiritual healing journey, I realized that, you know, life is our teacher and we're all spiritual beings and that's when I just decided that it's time to make my own path and sometimes there are people in this world that just have to like forge that path Mm. and it's so cool because now I see so many other spiritual leaders rising. I know you're Filipino did like did you grow up spiritual or like you're you're Catholic aren't you? Yes I was gonna say are you Filipina as well? Yeah (laughs) I can always tell Filipinos always know. Yeah 
guy in a row. I was like, uh, yeah. So I grew up super Catholic. Every Sunday we would go to church. Um, if we didn't go to church, or like when I started moving out of my parents' house, if I didn't go to church, they would get mad at me. And I really appreciate my parents bringing me up in a Catholic. Uh, like foundation and just creating that foundation to really trust God and pray to God. But there were some things about the Catholic faith that I didn't really agree with. Mm -hmm. So one of my best friends, he's gay. And sometimes when you go to church, they would talk about, you know, gay is not really right and things like that. So I just started to question my spirituality and think like, okay, I don't want to feel like I'm trapped in a box when I'm practicing my spirituality. And that's one of the things I help others do to really craft their own spirituality practice and understanding. So who was like your biggest influence throughout this whole journey of yours? I love Gabrielle Bernstein. Have you ever heard of her? No, I haven't. She wrote like she's a well-known author in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and when I was going through a breakup in college I just like had no idea what to do and my best friend actually saw her on Oprah or Oprah recommended one of her books and it was called May Cause Miracles. So I ended up reading that book and she was young she was like I mean probably like in her early 30s and like at that time when I was going on my spiritual journey I was listening to like Deepak Chopra and like Wayne Dyer and all these like old dudes so when I saw this young woman that was a spiritual teacher I was like oh my gosh this is so cool like I resonate with her more so she really inspired me to go down the spiritual path and that's how I started to come up with spiritual millennial because so much of this wisdom is very ancient and it's still very applicable to today, but it doesn't have that modern twist. Mm. So sometimes it's hard for people to digest what these old spiritual teachings are saying. So my mission was always like to make spiritual cool again or make the metaphysical cool again. Yeah, I think um, like the law of attraction and like manifesting all that is becoming trendy. Like I put that in like air quotes, like it's becoming so trendy because I see it every where like on Instagram and everything everyone's just like manifest this and on TikTok I say I think I'm on like law of attraction TikTok because every second TikTok is like how to manifest that text and all that like what do you think of manifesting the law of attraction going mainstream yeah it's really interesting to see because when I first started talking about like the law of attraction and even when I first came out with spiritual millennial I had a lot of people trying to guide me away from that they were like that's too woo woo Um, you know millennials aren't spiritual like whenever whenever people think of spirituality they think of religion but I think that our generation is just starting to realize and like quote-unquote be woke Mm -hmm. and they're starting to realize that their thoughts are creating things and not only that but science is starting to really back up a lot of these woo-woo philosophies and so we're seeing that maybe there is some proof to this manifesting Mm -hmm. I think it's really exciting because when I see people just feeling victimized to their life, knowing the law of attraction and manifestation, it gives people that power and that hope to take back control of their life and really create a life of their dreams. So I read the seat, well, I listened to the audiobook. <laughs> 
of the secret um like a few months ago and i really resonated with it and i really liked it and i was like okay i just had to apply the ask ask believe and receive and i was like there's something i'm doing that's not working because i'm like why isn't that happening like what can you tell people to like manifest successfully i know i when you said ask believe and receive i remember when i first read the secret back in college and I wrote I made that my wallpaper <laughs> yeah it was mine too I had it on my wall <laughs> yeah and I love how the secret talks about the steps to manifesting but what it doesn't talk about is working on your subconscious beliefs and that's really what blocks us from manifesting so when we have that block and we're asking for something whether we're asking for a new job or we're asking for that lover if deep down we believe that we're not good enough for it or we don't deserve the love that we're seeking then we can just we'll ask a million times and the universe isn't going to give it to us because the universe responds more to our vibration and to our beliefs you know when um like people can see like you can talk to people they'll be like yeah thanks i really like it and like even though they're saying like they like it you can hear their tone that they don't really mean it versus like if someone's like oh my gosh i love this gift i really like it that's how the that's how the universe um interacts with your vibration even though we're saying like i want this i want this if our inner vibration is not matching with it Mm. then we won't attract it into our life so how can you then like reprogram your subconscious because I like to think like I'm a pretty positive person or whatever but then there's in the back corners of my head there's always something that's like no <laughs> yeah meditation is key oh meditation. yeah I hear that all the time and I'm just like I can't meditate <laughs> I know it's so tough, especially when I feel like I have ADD and my thoughts are like all over the place. But one trick is to just set your timer for like one minute and close your eyes and practice breathing for one minute. And what you're doing is you're training your mind to just be still. When people try and meditate for like 10 minutes or 20 minutes their first time, it's almost impossible. Mm. Because like maybe you can only keep your mind quiet for 30 seconds or maybe you can keep it quiet for a minute. But then you can start to build up that stamina. So then you start working up to one minute and then one minute turns into three minutes and then three minutes turns into 10 minutes, something like that. And it's with quieting your mind that you're able to stop all those thoughts. It's almost like when we tell the universe we want this thing, but then the doubts come into our mind and we're like, never mind, you can't have it. So the universe is like, okay, I won't give it to you. And then you're like, no, never mind, I want it. So when we take that moment to just stop and be still, then we can connect to those inner voices inside of us. And a lot of times those answers will come within Mm -hmm. and you'll hear the voice, you'll hear, you know, your spirit guide or the universe or God speaking to you. And it's in a voice that sounds like your own, but it will tell you like, okay, like, yes, you want this, but maybe you're scared of this. Like someone, so I work with a lot of clients that are attracting love and a lot of people are like, yes, you know, I really want to find my soulmate, but I got burned in the past. So it's first, the first step is recognizing what could be holding me back and just simply asking that question. Like, I want this, but what what are the beliefs that are stopping me from having it? And a lot of times it's just past experiences. We think that, oh, because I tried it before and it didn't work, then it's never going to work. But here's the thing when it comes to law of attraction. Every day you can wake up and it's a new slate. Every day you can create from a blank page. So it's practicing and affirming that, that even though something happened in the past, that doesn't have to define mm-hmm. your future. 
That's yeah. That's so. Oh my god. That's like really good. Like I like the way the way you put it that way. Um, is there any areas of your life that you shouldn't manifest or you shouldn't try to like meddle with with the universe or anything like that? Definitely don't try and manifest for other people. Um, so like we only have free will at the end of the day. So if you're saying like, oh, I really, so a lot of the times, right, we want to change other people. Mm. So we're like, oh, I really want this person to be nicer to me, or I really wish this person, um, let's just keep going off the relationship example. Like sometimes like women just always want to change their boyfriend and we're trying to like manifest them to do different things, but we can never force another person to really change because we're affecting their free will. So instead we have to focus on changing ourselves within. So if someone is feeling like they're not getting enough love, instead of being like, I wish I got more love from that other person and trying to manifest the other person do more actions, it's more powerful to focus on your action instead. So whatever you want, ask yourself, am I giving that enough? Because whatever you give, you receive. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when you change the thoughts, like when you change thoughts of judgment or um, not loving someone enough or um, like being annoying, like if you think someone's annoying, like you always want to turn to yourself and say like, where in my life am I showing those qualities? Because the majority of the time, the people in our life are just a reflection of what's going on and inside. Back to when you were saying about like free will and everything like that, I see a lot of um, people being like, oh, this manifesting trick really works it's like the three six nine method yeah i always see that which is so funny and i get like so many comments of people that are like can you explain more about this method and personally i've manifested so many things in my life and i've never used the three six nine method i think the three six nine method is just a way for people to like organize their writing so they're mm-hmm. like writing their affirmations a number of times and then they're repeating it. I guess it could be a way for people um, to kind of structure their manifesting practice because a lot of times people just can't structure it. But what that's doing in reality, it's just having someone write down positive affirmations over and over again or write mm-hmm. their request over and over again. What I see really works for me. I like working smarter and not harder. So like to do something where I have to write something three times and then six times and, and nine, nine times, times yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, where's the shortcut? I need the shortcut. <laughs> um, so I actually just write like writing like my positive affirmations like on a sticky note and then placing them like around my house so I can see them. Because really the important thing is that you repeat that thought over and over again. Um, and then another method that I absolutely love doing is scripting. Mm-hmm. So I hear a lot of, I see a lot of people on TikTok also talking about scripting and scripting is actually a method I use and I think it works so well because you want to think about you're the designer of your life. You're the programmer of your life. Imagine you're your phone. And so like your body is the physical hardware and then your beliefs are the coding and then the apps and the stuff and the pictures that you actually see that you can play with on your phone is the manifestation of the code Mm -hmm. because none of that can work unless they had the technology to do so. Well, all of the things in our life, our body is the phone, you know, right? And then our beliefs and the thoughts we think and our feelings that we say, it's coding our physical reality. 
So I love scripting because scripting helps us kind of write what we want our life to look like. And I have like endless and endless of journals of all the things that I've wanted to come true and scripted out and they have like to a T. Mm-hmm. And so how you script for anyone that, that's listening, they're like, what's scripting? Scripting is basically writing the story of your life and writing the story of how you want your life to look like. So whatever you want to manifest. So like Samantha, what's one thing that you want to manifest? Um, well, currently because of COVID, I would like a job. <laughs> awesome. So if you're manifesting a job, what kind of job would you like? Um, I don't know, probably something in like marketing or social media. Awesome. And like, what kind of people do you want to work with at that job? Creative people, people who are supportive and colleagues that are really approachable. And how close do you want to like live from your job? I don't know where I want my job, <laughs> but probably, yeah. yeah, like nearby, like um, an hour away, which is where the Dublin is. Cool. So they see it's so important to get super specific because mm-hmm. if you say like, I would like to manifest a job, someone might message you tomorrow and be like, hey, I have an accounting job for you. And yeah. you're like, like, I want marketing, like not that, but the but the universe is going to be like, I gave you a job. Like you said, you wanted a job. So um, what you want to do is like, you want to write, like, I'm so happy now that I have my marketing and social media job. It's, you know, located in Dublin. I'm surrounded with creative people. Like my boss says hi to me every day. And you want to like get really detailed with it because then you can start to visualize and your imagination skills start to work. The universe will literally give you what you're asking for. So when I was still single and I was dating, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm so tired of these guys just like asking me to the bar. Like I want a guy to actually cook me dinner. Like I want him to like invite me over and like prepare me a nice dinner. I didn't really get specific specific what the dinner was going to be and then I manifested a guy that started to like ask me out and he was like oh come over I'm like gonna cook you dinner and I'm like yes I'm getting it I manifested it and then all of a sudden he's like all right so I cooked um Velveeta mac and cheese and I got some diamond chicken nuggets in the oven and I'm like what's going on I think I was like 24 and this guy was like 25 and I was like is he still in college like what's going on (laughs) nuggets right I was like chicken nuggets and like box mac and cheese and the universe I'm just laughing because the universe is like well you said you wanted a guy to cook you dinner you didn't say like how or like what kind of dinner so you that's why being specific really matters Mm. um and sometimes when you don't know how specific to get that's what life is about right because you go through experiences and you're like oh actually I didn't like that so I'm gonna go back to my manifesting journal and like add this little detail in. I know I knew I knew about like the whole like detail stuff, but I didn't realize that if you're vague enough about it, just be like, oh, I want to meet someone. Like, do you when you were scripting to find like your your partner now, were you really specific in the details? Did you have someone in mind or were you just listing like um I like certain descriptions of this person? At first I was very like general like tall, attractive, like nice, has a good job. And I was like so vague that I would attract guys and they would technically mark all of those things, but maybe he wasn't a family oriented person. So then, and I come from a very big family, like my parents had six kids. Mm -hmm. So I have like a ton of brothers and sisters and then like a ton of cousins. So then I was like, okay, well, 
I didn't even think about like how they would, I only thought about how I would feel like when they were with me. I didn't think about how they would be like with my family. So I would go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, it has to be family oriented and has to get along with my family. And so then when I got that, it was like I manifested someone with all the qualities, but then they lived like 10 hours away. So then I was in a long distance relationship and I was like looking at the list and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't add like has to be in like 30 minutes, an hour away from me. So then I would like go back and add that. So that's the fun thing too. It's like, we're going to get what we want. And sometimes we manifest qualities and I'm like, oh wait, I thought I wanted this, but I didn't. So then you can go back to the drawing board. And that's what's so fun is like the universe always wants to create with you. Like there's no limit um, and there's like no time limit either to what you can create. The beauty is just recognizing what you don't like and what you do like Mm. and then going back for more of what you do like. It's kind of like a buffet. Yeah. We try all these different things, but then you always end up getting back for more, but you go back to your favorite ones. Mm. And that's what life is really about. Oh, that's so good the way you put it that way. Um, so I also see with manifesting, there's detachment. Um, mm-hmm. What's like the importance of detachment? I think that's probably something I find really hard to do is like detach from my manifestations. Yeah, so that's the tricky part with, um, that's where you have to grow your faith. And someone that can master their faith can also master their patience because fear starts to come in when when we think we're running out of time. But if we really had enough faith, then we would have enough, you know, we wouldn't be scared. We have all the world to wait because we knew it was coming. So like imagine, I just keep talking about relationships because it's so so easy to do an analogy, but like a woman, you know, the older and older that she gets, she might start freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, am I going to have a baby? Like, am I going to get married? Am I going to do this? And then you start feeling that desperation energy. And she might be with a boyfriend and be like, are you going to propose? Are you going to propose? Are you going to propose? And maybe he was planning on proposing, but because she kept pestering him and pushing him, it actually pushed that proposal away. And that's how the energy is when you're waiting for your manifestation. Understand that whatever you want is already done. The moment you decide you want it, the universe says, hell yes. What stops is the the energy and the belief that you can have it. So if you believe that it's not coming, it's gonna keep pushing it away because it's like, oh, it's not here, it's not coming. Well, guess what the universe has to say? You're right, it's not here, it's not coming. So that's why the detachment gets tricky. That when, when I tell people to detach, I say focus on something that you have right now that gives you that same feeling that you want to attract. So for example, having a job, right? Having a job might make you feel abundant, might make you feel like successful, might make you feel purposeful, but there's so much in your life right now that you can focus on that's going to give you that exact same feeling and put you on that exact same vibration so you can attract more of those things that put you on that vibration, right? Mm -hmm. Like you could say, oh, like I have an abundant supply of water, 
I have an abundant, you know, amount of oxygen. I never run out of that. So there's always things that you can look for to feel like that. And having those feelings will actually raise you to that frequency that you need to match in order to manifest what you want. Mm. Same with love. When I work with my clients, I'm like, okay, well, what's some things that you love about yourself right now? Because a lot of times if a woman doesn't have like a partner or lover in their life, they feel like they're not worthy. But it's that feeling of not being worthy that just keeps that person away. So instead you have to switch back to like okay well why are you worthy right now why are you in love right now feel those feelings of how you'd feel if you actually already had that thing i know at the start you said you were a leo um does astrology and manifestation and like the law of traction would you like consider them falling under like this the one umbrella they're all under the umbrella of spirituality Mm -hmm. i think so because astrology is like the roadmap to your soul and kind of gives you like also this playbook to life and you can really understand yourself. And before I only knew about sun signs, but you have a moon sign, yeah. you have you know rising sign, you have a Venus sign, you have all these things. And when I learned about all these other signs that like blew my mind, I was like, oh my gosh. They're different because I would say astrology is kind of like a personality test. So have you ever taken like Myers-Briggs or your Enneagram? Yeah. Those always that started to get popular. I know like last year, everybody started talking about their Enneagrams. Well, think of astrology like another personality test. But instead of answering a bunch of questions to get what your um, like personality is, you're already, you are who you are. And it's based on where you're born, the time you're born, and the location you were born. And we have all these different planets in our solar system, like Mercury, Saturn, Mars, and they all represent something. And they all represent a certain part of your personality and um, a different area of your life. So your moon actually represents your inner emotions where your sun sign can represent like your ego or what makes you confident and like what you like to be known for and what you're proud of. And when you understand who you are, you can manifest a life that's in alignment with who you are. Because again, you can manifest anything. And what I experienced is I was manifesting things that weren't necessarily making me happy, but they were making me look good. And they were making my like parents or, you know, my significant other, my friends happy because I was trying to manifest things where people would accept me. So I was always striving for things. I was always striving for awards and achievements because I wanted my parents to be proud. And although I was like manifesting them, I would get them and I was like, why do I still feel like empty? So I felt like I kept chasing the next goal after the next goal. I had like, you know, I never stayed at a job longer than a year and a half. And I'd always go to the next job and get like a bigger raise and a bigger raise. And no matter how many raises I kept getting, I was like, why do I still feel empty? Well, I looked at my birth chart and that was already like, I was this spiritual in the closet person. I was like, I really just want to talk about like law of attraction, manifesting and sage. But I was going to work as like this corporate person. And so then I read like my birth chart and in my birth chart, it was like, you're meant to be a spiritual leader. Like you have what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And like that gave me the courage and start manifesting things I truly desire. Mm. Cause for the longest time I wanted to manifest my own business, but I didn't 
believe that I was like good enough or worthy enough. And then when I saw my chart, I was like, oh my gosh, it gives you, um, what's the word? It kind of gives you permission to be who you are. You finally feel like you're seen and heard. Were you, when you left your corporate job, were you like, you believed in yourself enough that you were like, okay, well, I don't need this. This isn't my path. Was it just like the courage within yourself that you were like, I, this is my path and I need to do it. You were, you weren't scared of like the financial side or what your parents were going to think. You were just like, I'm just going to go for it. Oh, I definitely was scared of all of that. And I think that's like one thing that people also need to realize that fears are never really going to go away. We just get better at managing them and calling them out. So some people like when I, when my fears come up, it's like, I have to have this battle. Like, am I going to let you win or am I going to let like my higher self win? Mm. Because a lot of times we let our fears win and we let it stop us. So I started to like really feel this push. Like there is part of me where, and I will say like, I'm so thankful for all of the jobs I had. I mean, one of them, I even got to work for GoFundMe and they were like such an incredible company. Um, but, you know, when I felt like no matter how well I was doing at work or what the promotion was, I kept feeling empty. I knew that like there was a different path that I had to go. Even though it felt really uncomfortable, I, I had like, it was almost like the, ch the choice, you're, we're always gonna feel uncomfortable, right? So it's either you're gonna be comfortably uncomfortable settling, like you're comfortable because you have like the consistent income or maybe it's easy and things like that, but you're uncomfortable because it's not lighting you up inside or you're gonna be uncomfortable because you're forging down a new path, you're doing your own thing, but you're lit up because you know this is exactly what you meant to do. When the when it felt more uncomfortable to stay, and because it used to feel more uncomfortable to do my own thing, and then eventually the, the tides started to shift and it started to feel more uncomfortable staying. I just ended up making a decision with the universe, and I was like, all right, like if this is what you want me to do, like show me how to do it lead the way and I started to all of a sudden I actually ended up going to Tony Robbins and I went to one of his events and at that event I decided right then and there I was like I am going to make my like dream business come true a month later I had like two new clients um, I was going to work waking up at like six in the morning coaching like clients on the east coast because I'm on in California so they're three hours ahead so I was like waking up, coaching them at 6 a.m., going to work at like 8, coming back, coaching like West Coast clients at like 9. And I was like hustling for a good six, um, like for a good like five months. And then I was like saving up and I was like, okay, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. And then I chickened out. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I told all my friends I was going to quit, like made a deadline. I said I was going to quit at the March 31st on 2019 and then I tear my ACL so I get hurt so I was like and that's another thing like sometimes when you're making a big shift like you might get super sick or something might happen and it's like a test to your commitment and I was like oh gosh I gotta stay now like how am I gonna run a business like I'm crippled I can't even walk like what about insurance but the universe I made a I made a pact with the decision uh, with the universe, and I said, no matter what, I'm going to be starting my own business April 1st. And I ended up getting fired on April 1st, and it wasn't Fool's Day. It wasn't like a joke because April 1st in America is like April Fool's Day, and I was like, oh, okay, 
I'm fired, whatever. Oh and I didn't look back after that. And I took it as a sign to just like go after my dreams. Were you like devastated when you got fired or were you just like, well, this is it? It was like scary because I was finally getting what I wanted. And I just like to put things in perspective, like I was such a hard worker. Like mm. it came out of nowhere. Like I was I was in sales and I was like helping people build apps. So I was like design, I was helping customers design apps and stuff. And I was like number three out of, um, you know, the like six salespeople over there. So it wasn't even like I was like the end of the pack. So I just took it as a sign, you know, for whatever reason they decided to let me go. I was like, I manifested it because I kept telling all my friends, I was like, you know what? It would just be so much easier if they could just fire me. I wish they would just fire me. And I just kept saying that and saying that because I just didn't have the guts to quit myself. And then even when I was going to quit, I was going to put my, um, like two weeks in March 31st, it didn't happen. So then I just ended up getting fired in April. So I read up um, on you and (laughs) you moved from the East coast to the West coast. You used to live in Maryland. Um, Mm Did you like manifest all that? Oh yeah, totally. So that was another big leap. For me, like again, I grew up and my parents had three boys and three girls. I always grew up this like big Filipino family. I went to college in Maryland. It was just this very comfortable place. Mm -hmm. I had like all my friends and family there. But ever since I was a little girl, I always wanted to move to California. It was again like that decision. It was like, do I stay comfortable where I was like, I know everyone in Maryland or do I take the sleep of faith, go follow my dreams and move to California. And there was a time where I was like, I already booked my one-way ticket. I was so scared because I didn't have a job lined up. I had about a thousand dollars in my bank account and I was asking the universe and I was like, please give me a sign that I'm supposed to go to San Diego. And right when I like am done thinking that thought, I was in my car and I look up and in front of me, the license plate says go west. So I was like, oh my gosh. And one thing that I will say is it never feels easy following your purpose because that's why our soul's here. Our, our, soul, the, our purpose is gonna light us up and it's gonna make us grow it's gonna stretch us because that's the joy of life, Mm -hmm. becoming that person that our soul came here to be. Even though it's gonna be hard work, it's gonna be rewarding work. There were times where like what I was mentioning early on this episode where I would like work so hard and get achievement after achievement, I would get raises and all of that. But after it, I felt like still unfulfilled. It felt like I was always chasing this carrot. Whereas like when I go and follow my dreams, even though it's hard, when I achieve it, I'm like, hell yes. Like, I'm so happy I did this. So how do you then, like, do you ever become overwhelmed or anxious or anything? And how do you like deal with that? Yeah, I feel like I definitely get more anxious now just because I feel like I have more responsibility and there's just like a lot of unknown things. But that's where meditation is so powerful. Like if I don't, if I didn't have my spiritual practice, then there would be a lot of things that would get to me usually that I probably would have like so many mental breakdowns by now. But I like to just give myself like a mental check. Mm. So if I'm going in a downward spiral, like I like to remind myself like, no, you create your reality. Like if I'm in a situation, so if I don't like how my reality looks, I'll pull out my journal and I'll start scripting or I'll listen to a meditation. 
or, you know, I'll do like some sort of visualization. Um, another thing I like to use is EFT. It's called tapping, the emotional freedom technique, where you tap on certain points of your body. They're called meridian points, and it helps like you release um, negative energy, and it helps like energy flow more better in your body. And so you don't feel those like um, like cortisol, and you don't feel those like levels of anxiety rising. Instead, it helps. It's almost like DIY acupuncture. Mm-hmm. So I have all these little things in my toolkit that, even though it comes up, I know how to handle it. I like to say like my rebound rate is a lot quicker, and that's the thing. Like I used to think I would see spiritual people, and I'm like, wow, they're like always zen out, like they're always happy, nothing's ever going on. But really, behind the scenes, they're just learning. They just know how to cope with their emotions, and they're mastering their mindset. Because mm-hmm. that's a huge thing to master your thoughts and master your mindset. And then with that, you can do anything. Yeah. So you were saying there about the like the energy and stuff. Do you practice Reiki or anything? I don't personally practice Reiki, but I have. Again, I've gotten certified in something called Access Consciousness, and it's called Access Bars. So there's like all this different levels of like these points in your head that again makes the energy flow better. So Access Bars is like you can make the energy flow better through your body, where Reiki is like transferring of energy. Oh yeah. Um, but it's it's so cool. There's like so much out there yeah. in the world of spirituality. Yeah, I know because with the I remember when I was in LA, I went I went to the show and I met a shaman, and she was like straight out. She just goes to me, your throat chakra is blocked. We were talking for a bit, and then she was like, your throat chakra is blocked, and I was like, what? <laughs> Because I used to get Reiki, yeah, I used to get Reiki before I went out and I was fine. But then when I got out to LA, they were like, um, she was like, yeah, your throat chakra is blocked. You just need to work on that. So that's, I think that's when I started like getting really into like hot yoga. I got really into crystals and I just bought like a load of blue crystals. (laughs) Oh, yeah. For the blue chakra. (laughs) Yeah. I was just like, oh my God. Um, I don't know if it's unblocked, but like I've just been trying so hard to like find that like inner solitude and peace but yeah yeah well I think you're doing a great job practicing opening it up with mm. your podcast because it's oh. all about like, speaking your truth so anytime someone says like your throat chakra is blocked usually it's because you have some sort of thing holding you back from speaking your truth or speaking what you truly want like maybe there are times when like you hold back on saying something because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings mm-hmm. or you hold back on actually going after what you want because you're not sure like if you can or not or if people will allow you or like will be receptive to what you're saying so even meditation so i like i'm a big fan with like visualization meditation like if I ever feel like I need to empower my throat chakra, I'll like close my eyes and like every time I breathe, I breathe into my throat and then I breathe out. So Mm -hmm. I like breathe into my throat, imagine it lighting up that blue light and then breathing out. Oh, okay. So you just imagine the light? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'll imagine the light sending there and then going out. Oh, that's amazing. So um, for an advice for someone who is like just starting like their spiritual journey because in Ireland I definitely think it's a more because like this is such a Catholic country um, mm-hmm. and I just feel like a lot of people are like oh god like 
that's a lot of like that's crazy like to think about like the law of attraction and manifesting like what do you tell people like who want to continue on their journey of becoming more spiritual rather than religious well whenever someone tells me they're religious or like christian or catholic i always like to say jesus was the og at manifestation like jesus could turn like water into wine like jesus could manifest healing like jesus was really trying to teach us that super consciousness Mm -hmm. and the more so i've studied like different religions and i just like would read about them and watch all these videos because i was always so curious i was like why is it like who made up these rules and like who said we have to do things a certain way. And there's actually a lot of overlap in some of the traditions, but people just talk about it in a different way. Or like, you know, we have when Jesus is like, you see a lot of crowns and you see a lot of like light coming out of like angels. And if you ever look at like Mother Mary or like the way that's depicted, you always see kind of like their head lit up. But really like in my interpretation, it's like their crown chakra is lit up. Like they're so connected and they're so in tune with everything. Um, I always like to recommend reading this book called Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. So that really helped me be more open-minded mm-hmm. to religion because it, it breaks down like some of the religious beliefs and stigmas. Um, and then another thing is I always like to say, like you don't also, you don't have to replace one or the other. Like just because you start practicing the law of attraction or manifestation doesn't mean you can't be Catholic and or be Christian or still go to church. Like I still do both and I still practice both. For me, exploring my own spirituality made me feel better and made me feel like I had a loving relationship with God versus Mm -hmm. like a fearful relationship with God. When I was younger, my dad like made us go to school and like every Monday I had to go to this like Catholic school and then they like would teach us stuff and then we got like like communion and then we got confirmed and all of that stuff while I was like a little girl I would always say like why do they kind of like teach us in a fearful way like do this or God will be mad at you yeah do this or God will do this so like then growing up I had this fear and I would think like if I miss church then something bad would happen so guess what like when I was in college and like I wouldn't go to church on Sunday then like something bad would happen like me and my boyfriend would get in a fight or like I get a bad grade in class and I would think like oh my gosh because I'm not going to church (laughs) yeah and it was just manifesting because that was my belief but when I started to find my own spiritual practice I was like wait I can talk to God every day God doesn't want to like make me scared God wants to love me and God wants me to feel loved and things like that Mm. so I always like encourage people to start exploring it because it could um, expand your practice it doesn't necessarily replace it or limit you what is like the strangest wellness practice you've ever done because like recently there's just so many crazy crazy like wellness practices that they just label like oh this is really good or whatever and it's completely crazy have you ever done something like that well I feel like before when I first thought about like when I first learned about EFT I thought that was so crazy so it's called the emotional freedom technique but the more and more I do it I'm like oh my gosh this shit works like I use it to lose weight like I used it one time I used it and um the third month into my business and I tapped on abundance it's called tapping because you tap on different points um and then the next day 
day I got like a 5k client. So I was like, oh my gosh, like what's happening? Because what it does, it, it kind of like reprograms your energy. So it helps you like calm down and be accepting. Um, and, but when you do it, you look kind of crazy. Wait, like, so, do you do it like lying down and you just... So like you do it like sitting up. I'm sure you could do it lying down if you want, but I do it sitting up and then you set up your like a setup statement. So I could say like, again, we'll go back to love. If someone's mm. listening to this and they're not, you know, they're sad they don't have a boyfriend or something. They could say, even though I don't have a boyfriend and they tap on the side of their hand, which is called the karate chop. And they say, even though I don't have a boyfriend, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. And even that's statement right there depending how emotionally charged they are that just saying it and tapping can make you start like crying or make Mm. or it starts bubbling these emotions that you're suppressing that are controlling you in the background what it does is it helps you bring up these emotions to deal with it to process it and release it and then you like go through this negative round and then you tap on your face the side of your eye and then you just start saying other things like I know that someone's out there for me I know that I'm worthy I'm going to be a great girlfriend the perfect love is coming for me and then you just tap on these different parts. But you look kind of crazy. You almost look like a monkey because you're tapping on all these different parts. And I used to think that was insane at first too. And I remember before I like moved in with my boyfriend, I was like, okay, I got to like tell you something like, something that I do but I don't want you to like think I'm weird and he was like what do you do booty dolls or something I'm like no 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 nothing like that I just tap on myself but it's like it's really good and he was like oh okay like I don't care about that but if you watch like people do it like I I never do it in person or like in public you know like do it in my morning meditation or at night or with my clients but it just looks funny when you see people doing it yeah that's so interesting to round it up um where can my listeners find you yes they can find me on tiktok at shane drew on my instagram action Tarouk, and then I also have my website um, if they want to like get in touch with coaching or anything like that. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much, Shannon. I like, I really enjoyed that. Like that was really good for me. And I'm sure like even for my listeners and stuff, cause I have a lot of friends that like are asking me about it. Like I told them, I think when I finished reading The Secret, I was like, guys, you can have anything you want. Just think about <laughs> it. Cool, yeah, it's so fun. And just keep on remembering that. And like the more you practice it, the more you'll like believe it. And sometimes it's just learning like what kind of techniques work for you better. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you like and subscribe and share this episode. If it interests you, send me a DM. If you want to talk about it more, send Shannon a DM. If you want to talk about manifesting, let me know, engage with me. You can find me on Instagram at Samantha Tabasco or She's Got Notions Podcast or you can email me as well. She's Got Notions Podcast at gmail.com. So see you next week.